on a Zoom with me is someone that is going to motivate, inspire, and uplift you, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter where you are right now in your life. His name is Danny, another Danny, Danny Doman, and born in Mpumalanga, currently in Gauteng, I assume, I assume, but also a Mr. Something, not that labels matter, but this one I think is important. Danny, welcome to my Zoom in Brackpan. Hey, Danny, thanks so much for your time. I'm very excited having a chat with you today. Okay, so before we get into you currently and the title that you currently hold and what you stand for, tell me a little bit about your background, because I believe that where we started is a lot of the reason why where we are today. What are some of the things that you had to overcome? Um, Where are you from and what was your family like? Oh, I actually completely agree with you. Um, what I'm about and where I come from, um, I've always felt never really determines where one should go and where one should want to go. But um, yeah, I was born and raised, like you said, in Mabumalanga and actually all over South Africa. I know we stayed in Zimbabwe for a while and in Swaziland for a while. So yeah, I never really knew my real dad. Um I actually only met him um, over the phone last year for the first time ever. Um, And that didn't really go good at all, which was fine. But now I know, like, I won't go bold because he's not bold. So that's good. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I just had my mom and my grandmom. And I'm a big grandma's boy. But um, we traveled a lot uh, due to the fact that my mom was an English teacher for a long time and she went there where, you know, the money was. And, um, yeah, now I find myself in Limpopo um, in Modimole, which is a small town, but it's a beautiful place uh, with great people. I love that it seems so wholesome, but I know that it couldn't have always been. I know that everyone always struggles. What were some of the struggles growing up, Johnny? Were you like teasing, bullying? I don't know. I like what, what were your things? Yeah, definitely. Um, I had a lot of bullying, um, you know, being raised by two women. There's a certain um, standard that you grow up with, respecting other women, um, being a little on the softer side, more intact with your emotions. Um, so I got bullied a lot, you know, name calling, um, calling me either gay or fat or short. Um, so that was definitely one of my biggest struggles was bullying. Um, I actually got very depressed when I was... Uh, around high school in grade 10 and it led to me going to rehab actually for depression and um, yeah that was actually some of my biggest struggles was was depression and then when I just took what everybody said and I tried to become a people pleaser you know if you want the butch guy I can be the rapid player if you want this person I can be that person So that was one of my biggest struggles. And I don't come from a privileged family at all. You know, I had to do everything on my own. And I got to meet amazing people along the way. But at the end of the day, looking back now, I feel it only made me stronger. Talk to me a little bit about 
d depression, especially at that age. Because I think, especially now, Danny, with lockdowns and pandemics, kids today are not having even almost a childhood like we did. And I think the, that depression and anxiety and, and suicide is, is very much more prevalent now than it was even then. How did you know, or did someone else see it in you? Like, how did you end up with that diagnosis? So being at the age of grade 10, you're around 16 years old, you know, that's when it really started kicking in. But I actually felt the pressure of society, um, you know, not being able to live in the biggest house, not being able to wear your civvies each time the school wants 20 rand or mm. not being able to go to the certain parties that everybody goes to or the hangout spots. Um, I felt it from actually around 14 um, being called different my whole life. Um, I, I, I started from a young age feeling depressed, feeling that I wasn't, you know, good enough. I was someone that people didn't like or that people looked down on because of my situation and my circumstances. And then grade 10 came um, when you're 16, you know, as a, as a man and as a woman, you, you start developing, you know, physical strengths and you get a beard and you get this and all those things. And, you know, I actually went on to just eating mm. all my emotions. And one day at school, um, I was actually sitting in Afrikaans class and um, I was, I'm actually a very good writer and um, a poet. And, you know, all my things were always, you know, from a deep place. And I was sitting doing an essay on, I can't even remember what subject, but something just snapped. You know, I think um, I was, we were in an exam, we were writing an essay and one of these very, you know, cliche, rappy player, big guys, full on beard, whatever, he threw me with a can of Coke and um, something just snapped and I, I literally stood up and, and broke his nose out of anger and then the school called my mom and, you know, by that age, I was already, you know, cutting myself and stuff like that mm. to get rid of all that pain. And, um, and I'm not even ashamed sharing my story because I think in today's life, there, you know, cutting is actually trending, which is the saddest thing ever. Yeah. And, you know, being on antidepressants and, you know, pills and potions, it, it's actually a good thing, which it was never for me because my mom just said, you don't need pills. This is the life. Life is hard. So you need to get over this. And um, yeah, because of the school, they said they won't allow me if I go back without, you know, being in rehab. So going to rehab um, for the first time, and there was actually three rehab sessions after that. I was there for three months and um, going back into the world, there was a different stigma on my life. You know, this is the rehab guy or that's the emo kid or, you know. So, yeah, depression came from a very early age due to, to society and schools and bullying, um, which is a very hard place. School is the hardest time of one's life. <laughs> 
100%. I think nothing is going to build you or break you harder than school and the people that you're with, for sure. For sure. And some of us are super lucky and some of us, unfortunately, aren't. But it's how you come back from that. And you've come back from that, Danny. Like, I've, I've been, like, spying, stalking, I believe is the right word, um, your Insta. <laughs> and you were just so positive and so motivational. But do you still have down days, dude? Like, are you, do you still have days where you're like, mm-mm? Absolutely. I think, you know, having down days is part of being human. Um, you know, sometimes you wake up and you just feel like, wow, things are getting hectic and, you know, things are too much. And then you surround yourself like I surround myself with my wife and my amazing son and you just realize the smaller things in life that make you happy but absolutely I do get down days I do get days where I feel wow I'm extremely fat this morning like I don't even know what to wear or I feel you know I just need to Netflix and chill just to get my mind off the world and society for a moment and I have accepted that for being part of human because if you're going to keep blocking that feelings, I think it's going to build up and then you're going to have another cracking moment. I love that you own your downtime because like in this world currently, hustle culture and burnouts are honored and revered. And mm. you, we celebrate people who never have time for us. And we are celebrated if we are those people, right? I'm, I'm hustling, I'm working hard. But mm. I think we all need to also celebrate the people that go, no, not coming, not doing, no thank you. I'm doing a me day or I'm binge watching you on Netflix for the afternoon or mm. I'm taking an afternoon for myself because recharging and refilling is the most important thing that you can do. So this for me is the message that I want today. Like I, I want everyone to know that that's okay. A bubble bath in the afternoon, um, a drink with your friend on a Sunday, watching some Netflix when you should actually be replying to a million emails or doing something. It's okay. It's necessary. I agree. I agree completely. It's okay because, you know, there's actually <clears throat> a saying that one of the greatest drag queens of all time Mr. RuPaul says, he says, if you can't love yourself, then how are you going to love other people? And loving yourself means taking time for yourself and realizing that, you know, I need this time for me. It's okay to be alone for a few hours, not answering anything, not complaining, not actually just being in that empty space. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, TV does that. That's my way of doing it. Netflix, I just go because I don't have to think about anything. Um, and then I watch, you know, a comedy series that I don't need to think about anything. I just space out. And that is okay because when I get out of that space, I'm a better person, not only for myself, my family, my community, but for, you know, my social media, for, for myself. Yeah. No, it's, it's so necessary. Okay. So, Danny. Born in Pumalanga, in Gauteng, doing all of this goodness. You are currently a kids therapist at a children's home. Yes, I am. I've been a therapist slash mentor at Obram Creole Children's Home for the last Teach me amazing things. Um, you know, just having a chat, building a relationship with them. And the base part of my job with the children's home is four or five generations of students coming through my doors 
looking back and see what they've accomplished in life. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about like, does being a therapist, did it help you help you like learning about it and, and, and helping others? Does that help you in any way? Because I've always said help, helping people is inherently selfish because we get more from it than they do. Does, does that, does that ring true for you? It actually does a lot. Um, so the type of therapy that I do is really like holistic mind, body, spirit therapy, right? Um, it's about changing the perspective from within your mind, uh, going out there, creating positive thoughts. It's not a self-help. It's really actually just having that positive outlook on your situation. But in the same way that I you know, mentor and motivate these children, there's a part of me that is like, you know, wow, this is actually very good advice. You should follow it. (laughs) And then there's the other part of me that thinks, you know, if I had someone like myself when I was younger, um, things may have been different. But yeah, it is selfish. You do help a lot of other people. And sometimes you do forget to help yourself. Mm, 100%. Okay, dude. So now you recently took part in something and brought home the title. Talk to me about Unseen International because this wasn't a gender specific, body specific beauty pageant. This wasn't a beauty pageant. What is Unseen International? So, yeah, I am. I'm literally so grateful. Um, Unseen International is the world's first gender equal pageant. And that basically means that all 58 genders, I think it's and climbing genders, <laughs> um, are allowed to enter this pageant. And Unseen is all about the unseen beauty within yourself, within the world, within your community. Um, and I think Unseen is so it's such a human pageant because we all do unseen, unseen beautiful things in the world. You know, you don't post every post about giving a 15 rand to a car guard or helping someone over the street. All these are unseen beauties in your community, within your world. And we all have unseen beauty within ourselves, you know, uh, because people actually do judge a lot of on appearance and, and what you do in life. But those people that you judge, they don't may they may not look right, but they have unseen beauty within themselves. And this is what that pageant is all about. It's about diversity. It's about passion and literally breaking the barriers of the pageant industry. And being the first kind in the world and being part of it, it's been an amazing experience. I literally became you know, someone who was a part of history that paved the road for the next generation to be themselves as I became the first male ever to win a gender equal pageant. I love this journey. You know, this is so important for me. I look at you and I see your Instagram posts and I am so inspired but I get such anxiety sometimes because I'm like, you know, I can like, I also want to do that. I also want to post my realness. I also want to post my real body because it's real and everyone has a real body, right? Very few of us are Instagram filter perfect all the time. And those are the lucky ones. Well, I want to say the lucky ones, but you see, this is like, this is negative self-talk. But then I see your posts and I am immediately motivated and inspired. But then I get anxious because I start thinking about if I were to post that, how would I feel? And how I would like 
scrutinize that picture and what other people would think of that picture. You know, does that happen in your head, Danny? So firstly, thanks so much. Um, Cause I literally don't always do it for myself, but for people that scroll through Instagram, looking at all these perfect polished um, bodies that are, you know, taken in on apps and enhanced by color and everything. I posted for those people that that feel the way that you feel and that I feel someday. So I think my changing point that that moment where I realized, you know, just be you, because literally no one else can, was in 2020 um, when I entered Mr. South Africa. I had hard work, and after reaching the top ten. You know, all these media came across and um, one of the newspapers, a very big newspaper company in South Africa, actually posted a front page cover where they literally edited me. I look like a cone, an orange traffic cone. It was the worst picture taken from underneath. You know, I looked double the weight I was. I was orange. Um, It looked like a South Tan gone really, really bad. And they said, you know, is this the room of Mzandi? And I'm like, mm. got bombarded by calls and people saying, dude, I'm so sorry this, ha- this is happening to you and stuff like mm. that. And I had to take a step back, breathe and say, okay, how am I going to handle this? I can either go completely nuts and, you know, go totally not the way I am raised or I can do this and use this as a building block for the next generation so this doesn't happen again. And I did a Facebook Live that went viral. And um, it was all about, you know, it's okay if I don't look the the way I look. So Hayskinwood actually contacted me and they did this amazing article about being body positive and about me trying to be a realistic role model. And that is when everything changed for me. You know, that is when I realized it is okay to be yourself. It is okay to be, you know, post your realness and post your your fears and your tears. And, you know, I I do get days when I go back on a post and say, okay, was this a good idea? But then I get DM'd or I get commented on, you know, from people that look 10 times better than me and they just say, you know what, thank you. Thank you for posting this Mm -hmm. Um, because even people that we, me and you, think look perfect, you know, had the perfect body, the perfect face, symmetric, everything, (laughs) even they have insecurities. Mm -hmm. And when they comment and DM you and say, listen, I actually feel the same way, then you as a person realize, wow, we are all human we all have the same feelings, even though our bodies look different. Dude, I could not have said that any better. Okay, so you win Unseen International. You are officially Mr. Unseen International 2021. What does that mean? Well, so, you know, the past week I've done so many media, um, radio interviews and stuff like that, and every time someone said that, what you just said, you're officially the title, I just get like this weird flush throughout my body and say, I've actually achieved this. And the weird thing is what, what people don't know is it's literally the same month a year ago that I got all those bad comments over social media and Twitter and 
and Facebook and Instagram. And now I walk out and I win a body positive international pageant, which is like, what? So for me, that, <laughs> so for me, that actually um, means that, like I said, I get to be a part for the next year, at least, of my reign. I get to be a part of history. I get to change, break barriers. I get to inspire on a platform that is all about unseen beauty. Mm. Um, and yes, I do have certain appointments and obligations that I need to do. But they, at the end of the day, for the pageant and by the pageant, their biggest obligation towards me and for me to them is to be the most realistic brand ambassador for the pageant that I possibly can be. And, you know, I'll probably do this long after my reign is done and I've done it long before my reign even started. That's just who I am um, for the last five years. And it took a journey and it took time, but finally I am being my authentic self. Finally, I'm being just 100% me. I'm living, Danny. I want this also. Okay. Where can we follow you? Where can we get in touch with you? Where can we follow the journey and be motivated and inspired by Danny Doman? So people can go have a look. Uh, Lately, I've heard that Facebook is Instagram for all people, (laughs) but I do still (laughs) have a Facebook account and I'm still quite active on it. So people can just go have a look at my page, um, Danny Doman, Unseen International. Um, But I'm very uh, active on Instagram. It's Danny underscore Doman. Uh, People can go have a look there, go follow, go comment, DM me. Um, I love to connect with people and just chat and hear their stories. So people can go on there or they can go on the Unseen International website, uh, unseeninternational.co.za. There is a lot of information regarding the pageant, what they stand for, who they are. And there's even entries for 2022 as well. So if they're interested and want to be part of the continuous change, they're more than welcome to go into who doesn't matter how you look or where you come from, what your situation, your status, your sexual preference, anything, you just get to be yourself. I'm living, I'm going to go and check this out. Danny, thank you for your time. Thank you for all of your support over the years. Like, I think you and I have been Instagram friends for a while now. And um, I I absolutely love coming on your lives and I love watching your growth and, and how much you've inspired so many, many people. So carry on doing what you're doing and I can't wait to see what's next. Danny, thanks so much. Thank you for always, you know, answering me when I say, Danny, I need to do a live. Are you in? And then mm-hmm. you're always in. Whether you have a cry or not, you're in. And I appreciate that. Thanks for inspiring me in so many ways. Um, Even if it's just knowing that, you know, I know a friend and that friend looks at my profile and that is, that is what inspires me. So thanks so much for your time. And thank you for everybody tuned in today for listening to my story.